everyone, and welcome to the Grain by Train podcast for Grain Week 35, where we discuss how rail service performance is impacting the movement and export of Western Canadian grain. I'm Greg Northey from Pulse Canada, and I'm joined by Mil Proyer of QGI Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. Hi, Milt. How are you doing today? Good, Greg. Nice to be with you. So we're into week 35 into uh, April. And uh, the report just came out uh, today. And so what did you see in the report this week? Well, I guess I would say uh, more positive than non-positive news. CP is performing really well the last uh, four or five weeks. Uh, Consistent. Uh, Four of those five weeks, they've uh, had order fulfillment performance on a system basis above 90%, which is very good. Um, and at 95% in week 35 actually was the best performance we've seen from CP since August. So a long time coming, if you will. CN, I would describe their performance as good, but perhaps a little bit more tenuous, um, down slightly from week 34. Uh, They still came in at 81%, which was down a little bit from the 84% we saw previously. Uh, But you know, just a feeling, if you will, by looking at the numbers that um, it's just not as strong as uh, CP's or as durable as CP's performance. A couple of uh, interesting things, if you will, on the car spotting front uh, and consistent with CP's performance, their car spotting capacity has been really good the last four or five weeks. Uh, they've spotted more than 5,000 cars uh, for four straight weeks now, which is uh, an excellent achievement. CN, unfortunately, after showing signs uh, prior to week 35 that they were getting ready for a really good run, um, took a step back in week 35 and only managed to spot uh, less than 3,500 cars, which was actually their worst car spotting performance for ATC shippers in in six weeks. Um, So a little worrisome there. Um, Also on a positive sign for both railways is that the carryover numbers from week to week unfulfilled orders do remain relatively low. uh, And and again, going into week 36 with less than 1,000 between the two railways. So that's also a good sign. Thanks, Milt. And clearly that is a good sign, obviously, with the carryover numbers uh, where the orders where they are. Uh, As far as the corresponding performance from CN, what could be some of the drivers with that? It clearly just isn't just for lower demand. Uh, Why would their spotting performance be declining or lower than it should be? Well, it's, it's difficult to say. I mean, uh, it becomes ultimately a question of the available capacity, not just of empty cars to spot in the country, but uh, availability of locomotives, availability of uh, train crews to do that spotting, how quickly they're turning the cars, um, if you will, from a cycle basis. We know that cycles have been higher this year for CN pretty consistently. Uh, I don't have any recent numbers on that, but you know it's going to be a mix of those factors that's driving their their car spotting capacity. One of the things that's concerning, though, frankly, is that it's so inconsistent from week to week. Um, it's you know it's puzzling how they can spot four thousand cars one week and then forty two hundred the next, and then drop to thirty five hundred, and it just it's difficult to make sense of it, but you know, somewhere in there, there's something not going right in the capacity equation for them that they're able to sustain week in and week out. 
yeah, as we often talk about, uh, the consistency is always super important and we're not really seeing that. Provincially, didn't seem much to pop out. Was there anything in particular you want to flag with the uh, provincial report performance this week? Uh, no, nothing alarming. Uh, pretty steady across the board. I mean, CN's performance in Alberta aside, which was the worst performance that we saw in week 35 um, amongst the three provinces for both railways. Uh, Manitoba is on a, a really good roll right now. They've seen the best performance from both CN and CP for two straight weeks. And when I say the best performance, I'm talking, you know, 99 to 100% from both railways on an order fulfillment basis um, uh, in week 35 and in week 34. Uh, that's being driven largely uh, by uh, volumes in the Thunder Bay corridor, which have uh, ramped up significantly in the last few weeks as the port has opened. And so far, at least for shippers originating in Manitoba, um, both railways have met that challenge. So looking ahead, particularly for Thunder Bay, how has, comparison to previous years, is demand pretty strong through Thunder Bay right now? It is. It looks, it's starting to look at least early into the, the season because uh, they've really only been shipping to Thunder Bay for about four weeks or so in any meaningful way. But traffic has ramped up quickly. Uh, we look at cars online uh, today and they're up to 2,000 cars between CN and CP. A lot of the volume driven by CP, but they're traditionally the stronger player in that corridor. So given where the numbers have gotten to and how quickly they've gotten there, I would say that, you know, the Thunder Bay corridor or demand in that corridor is looking so far a lot like it did last year. And last year was one of the best year they'd had in a number of years. Um, and I guess uh, concerning in that respect is that demand in other corridors, primarily the Vancouver and Prince Rupert corridors does not appear to be abating in any significant way. So it looks like overall volume uh, may actually, you know, stay high, uh, which is what happened last year. Yeah, it's a great point about last year. Usually this time of year, we start to see a slow taper in demand. Uh, we did not see that last year. So you're saying early signs that you're seeing right now with demand, potentially we're going to replicate a bit closer to last year where we have a steady demand through spring, potentially through summer? That's what it's starting to look like now. You know, we're, we're very early in the piece. Lots can change, as we know, uh, just a month or six weeks down the road. So we'll have to keep our eye on that. Uh, but when we look at recent demand levels, or at least traffic levels, you know, they've jumped quite a bit in the last two weeks, uh, which unfortunately is bringing, you know, um, some concern with that because, the networks seem to be slowing down a little bit. The idle car counts are rising along with traffic levels. Um, but yeah, I, I think for now, the picture is looking like last year. I think if we revisit this in four or five weeks, we'll have a much better sense of that. Okay, Mel, thanks a lot. And uh, we will revisit that because I think it's uh, going to be an important uh, thing to keep track of as we move forward in the next few months. Uh, thanks again, Mel, for joining us today for Week 35 Report. For those of you who would like to see the reports, you can go to www.agtransportcoalition.com. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.